We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News and World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. The following may contain offensive language, adult humor, and or content that some viewers may find offensive. The views and opinions expressed by any one speaker does not explicitly or necessarily reflect or represent those of Mark Rattledge or W2M Network. Please listen with caution, or don't listen at all. TV party tonight! Oh, TV party tonight! Oh. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews. Don't want to talk about anything else. We don't want to know. We're dedicated yes. to our favorite shows. Oh, my ticket! Everybody loves hip Hello, good evening, and welcome to TV Party Tonight. I'm your host, Alexis Haina, and tonight we are journeying all the way out to nowhere to discuss James Gunn's entry into fun holiday romps that nobody asked for, but let's face it, we don't know how we lived without them. The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I am joined by uh, Vincent Van Spock, who we had on last week for Andor. Welcome back, Mr. Spock. Live long and prosper. All right. Uh, we also have also coming back with us is David Wright. How you doing, David? Oh, I don't know what Christmas is, but Christmas time is here. <laughs> we okay. I am just imploring all of our listeners and everyone out there. We need to make that a regular Christmas song. Okay. We will not stop until we hear this like 20 times in the freaking stores and everything. It's like, this needs to replace Mariah Carey as the Christmas staple. I'll take it. All right. And of course, coming back, someone who I actually haven't had a chance to uh, record with in a while, my partner for uh, Tripped Up Trivia, Jesse Starcher, who is apparently going by the name Taserface tonight. Patrick <laughs> 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 calls guys? himself Taserface. <laughs> uh, glad to be here. I can't wait to talk about this holiday special. It's going to be fun absolutely so yeah this got announced uh a while back at the uh disney day uh announcements uh this was kicking around for a while apparently uh james gunn wanted to make this for years this was an idea that he really had buzzing around he had a lot of fun with it uh he took to twitter and openly discussed how the star wars holiday special was legit one of his favorite things he watched as a kid he's like no 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 i'm not being ironic i'm not trying to be a total hipster pain in the butt here no i legit loved it so we're all sitting going oh good god what's he got up his sleeve for <laughs> this so we get a holiday special running a 
about uh, 42 minutes aired on Disney Plus. Stars are uh, cast from Guardians of the Galaxy. We've got Chris Pratt, Dave Bautista, Karen Gilliam, Paul Clementif, uh, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Sean Gunn, Michael Rooker, and making his M- official MCU uh, debut, since we're not going to count his appearance in the X-Men movies, Kevin Bacon. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh come on he was in all of the advertisements okay so yeah uh this was written and directed by gun so i'm just gonna go ahead and say we know it's gonna be awesome because whenever you give this man complete creative control he always gives us gold so uh this uh, starts off we get a very a cute little uh animated flashback with uh quill and craglin quill is i guess teaching them about christmas he's still a kid living with Yondu and the Ravagers. And Yondu gets a little pissy about being given a gift because he's like, no, we're Ravagers. We take. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, apparently we've gone to, did you pay the gold price or the iron price? And Mm -hmm. I watched way too much Game of Thrones. (laughs) And uh, we cut to Nowhere, which is where, uh, I guess the Guardians have purchased Nowhere or what remained for Nowhere after Thanos torched the damn place. Uh, Jesse, correct me if I'm wrong. Nowhere in the comics was the headquarters of the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Oh, that's a good question. I'm pretty sure because most of the time I've seen it referenced is usually like around the Guardians uh, lore. So, yeah, I want to go ahead and agree and say, yeah, that's the case. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of a nice roundabout to get back to that uh, point in the comics. Right. Uh, So they're working to rebuild it and make it more livable again after what uh, what Thanos did in uh, Infinity War, which is just destroy the damn place. Yeah. Uh, But Kraglin is talking with the other Guardians about the story because he said he looked on I think he called it the multi calendar and on Earth it's almost Christmas. And they can tell that Quill's a little depressed, uh, not only because of this, but this is, uh, I guess, fresh after uh, Endgame and fresh after they split from Thor in Thor Love and Thunder. And he's still a little upset about Gamora being gone. Uh, So Mantis and Drax decide that they want to get him the ultimate Christmas present and they think back to... All the stories that uh, Quill has told them, and they remember the legend of Kevin Bacon, who saved a whole town with dancing. So I actually have a question I wanna I want all three of you guys to give me an answer to. So let's say you're in Quill's place and you are telling stories from your youth, like from what you remember as a kid, watching movies, watching TV shows, playing games or whatever. If Drax and Mantis were going to go find someone to cheer you up on Christmas, who would they go get? Hmm, good question. Do I get to go first? Who's going first? I, I This is a question for all three of you. So whoever's okay. got an answer, I want you to just say it. Go ahead. Oh, well, then I'll go ahead and go first. Uh, bring me Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> Back I want to Doc the Brown. future, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, I wore the shirt. Now, I, I, I would love, I, yeah, I would love for that to happen. I would love to uh, then explain to Christopher Lloyd that I'm very sorry. I need to get you back to where you need to be. Back 
to California probably. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I think that would be uh, that'd be there. You go. That's what I'd land on. And now I just realized, can we get Christopher Lloyd in a Marvel movie before it's too late? Right, right. Yeah, he should be in line right after Bill Murray. Yeah. Point. All right. Uh, Mr. Spock, David, either of you got an answer? Yeah. For me, I think I'm going to have to go a little bit more recent and go with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Oh, yeah. Ryan That's Reynolds would probably be all right to hang out with. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> I could definitely see how some, I, I, I could actually really see Ryan Reynolds fitting into that role very nicely. I would do naughty, naughty things to that man. <laughs> you and 90% of the human race. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is kind of the perfect human specimen. <laughs> God's perfect idiot. <laughs> what about you, David? Who do you think? Ooh, it's a tough one. I mean, it'd be fun to spend a day with Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. Ooh. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, so good. Ooh. See, I was expecting, considering everything behind you, I thought you were going to say um, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill would also probably be pretty fun. What about you, Alexis? I'm not sure. I'm trying to think back, because I hate to say, I watched a lot of cartoons. So I would pick someone who's animated, and then Drax and Mantis would show up on Earth, and they'd be, and someone would be like, it's a line drawing. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Oh, but what the fun would be is watching them try to figure out how to bring an animated figure to you. That would be the whole movie. <laughs> like a computer sim simulation or something like that. You're right. Admittedly, though, I knowing what I talked about as a kid, I'd probably go with uh, Jim Carrey. Ooh, actually. Oh, wow. Jim Carrey, yeah. Well, sweet. Half our list is Canadians. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so Manson and Drex uh, go to Hollywood, and they obviously. There's a joke that uh, we've made when we discuss the final season of um, Lucifer when they see all of the uh, angels out in the open and they've got their wings on and they're, they're wearing their outfits and everything. And they're like, and I can't remember who says it, but he's like, you can't have them all out here. And Lucifer's like, it's LA. They don't stand out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's been a, that's been a joke that's been played on quite a few times in a, quite a few shows. Yeah. 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 Also works in New York. Yeah. Very yeah. Much. yeah. Right. Yeah, latest episode, Jesse of Hell of a Boss has them going to L.A. And I, I watched that with Andre, and he's like, why aren't they standing out? Why are people noticing there's demons? I'm like, it's L.A. They don't stand out. Yeah, nothing. nothing like, I worked right. in L.A. This shit is normal. Right. <laughs> it also works here in Portland. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm so sorry, man. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot. So, yeah, we get uh, Manson Drax going to Grumman's Chinese Theater, of course, not understanding the characters in costume, which is a lot of fun. We get Drax beating the crap out of a GoBot. Yes. Yes. So, Great I mean, we've got to talk about this. Are GoBots part of the Marvel Universe then? I that that they recognized him. They did. Yes. They they. She said that a GoBot killed his brother. Cousin. So, cousin. Oh, was it a cousin? Okay. Cousin. So, uh, that, okay. 
So, but regardless, GoBots exist in the Marvel U, apparently. And I guess. Also, it's not things. good to be related to Drax in the in the MCU. Holy yeah, smokes! No, <laughs> everybody from that guy's family dies. Right. Yet he hates stories where everyone's alive at the end. <laughs> <laughs> So they go to a bar. Uh, we get a cameo from, uh, oh my God, what is his name? I want to make sure I pronounce it right. Flula Borg, who played uh, Javelin in uh, Gunn's uh, Suicide Squad. And he's the bartender. Uh, apparently, Flula Borg has just come like the ultimate James Gunn fanboy and a big DC fanboy because he was also one of, when they did the uh, DC fandom, he was one of the prime speakers and announcers oh okay so he's i guess a big figurehead now for anything james gunn related and i'm fine because he's hilarious and eventually they get blackout drunk but they get one of those cheesy maps to the hollywood stars which mantis manipulates the sales clerk it's like give me one of those and give me all your money (laughs) (laughs) and they go to the house where of uh kev bacon who is watching one of the greatest Hollywood TV special, Hollywood movies ever, Santa Claus versus the Martians. Right, right. <laughs> I've Mr. never Science. seen the movie, but I knew exactly what was on TV because that's how iconically mm-hmm. bad that movie has become. <laughs> Mystery yeah, Science Theater 3000 fans unite. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know if they still do it, but the Space Channel, which was our, which is our like sci-fi specialty channel in Canada, every Christmas day they would do a Santa Claus Conquers the Martians marathon. Oh, wow. I'd rather have that on than have to watch a Christmas Story a thousand times. Oh, that, that was TNT, right? Good point. One week marathon, nothing but a Christmas Story. And they break. So yeah, so Mantis and Drax break in, and they. Ch- is poor Kevin Bacon around the house to Fountains of Wayne or what is the name of this? Hang on a second. I want to make sure again. I'm trying to get like, yeah, Fountains of Wayne. I want an alien for Christmas. I and, gotta say that that chase sequence Mantis is absolutely terrifying in that. Oh, yeah, like crawling yeah. on the walls and stuff. Oh, it's frightening. <laughs> it's frightening. So, that actually does bring up an interesting point because I remember when we reviewed uh, Endgame, I can't remember which one of us brought it up, but when they see Mantis join the A Squad scene, you know, the, the girls get it done moment, mm-hmm. I can't remember who said, but one of them said, What the hell is Mantis supposed to do? Because we had yeah. never seen her fight in uh, any of the moves before. So what, we all just assumed she was just randomly touching people and going, Sleep. Sleep. She yeah, can't tell well. Kinesis wouldn't be near, wouldn't be you know useful at all in a fight. <laughs> but no, I, I like that. Let's just go ahead and say it. Mantis steals the show. Oh yeah, in this. Fantastic yeah. in this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, glad to have you back watching us, Derpy. And yeah, Su- Suicide Squad's actually one of my favorite DC films as well. It was really good. Um. So, but yeah, uh, they, they managed to get him. They, they take out the police. We find out Drax is bulletproof. <laughs> it tickles. <laughs> gonna pee. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, uh, Dave Bautista also gets a bit of a shout out. He he does really good. Yeah. And he plays oh, off of Mantis very good, her being very much the straight woman of the, the two. Absolutely. 
it is interesting because Drax is so deadpan with the mm-hmm. way he says things. I love the argument on nowhere about the Zarg nuts. It's like we could get them Zarg nuts if you would eat if you hadn't eaten all of them. It, forget about the Zarg nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, these two really do work well together. They had great chemistry in Guardians of the Galaxy too, and I'm glad to see them still being paired up because you're right. They have it works really good against Mantis being the straight, straight man, straight woman, straight bug person alien yeah <laughs> and they put everyone under a trance they get kevin bacon back on the ship they find out that he's an actor in which uh we have a handful and now we have a handful of actors have to say that acting is the worst profession in the universe and actors are horrible horrible people uh, so I'm, I'm watching this and i'm like what is their problem with has this been established like in the cinematic universe that the guardians hate actors or it was this just a one-off joke that they were doing here because i was like what is their problem i understand uh, well it, if you look at the history of acting like th- forget hollywood forget what everything you know the modern in- entertainment industries actors were considered next to useless because they had no real useful function in society okay. they didn't make anything they didn't you know grow anything like if you were an actor, you were pretty much one step above prostitute in the social pecking order. So these warriors, these yeah, guardians I mean, of the galaxy are like acting. Pshaw. Yeah, it's like all you do all is right. pretend to be someone else. There's and there's a joke later. I know you're probably we're not there yet that that kind of plays off this because this continues through a little bit about how act, mm-hmm. actors are the worst uh, ever. Um to where Nebula makes a, a comment towards the end. Yeah. Does anybody else think immediately of Wonder Man when they mentioned actors and how horrible they are? Oh yeah. Oh, oh Wonder Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Now, I, I was almost I was almost expecting there to be a lines like humans view actors as heroes, nor do they haven't achieved interstellar flight yet. <laughs> yeah, messed up priorities. But considering Wonder Man was supposed to make an appearance in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, they had to cut... uh, Because we all know who was going to play Wonder Man originally. Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, Nathan Fillion? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Now, didn't they... Also Canadian. They have... Milk it while you can, dude. (laughs) That's all we can do. (laughs) We just act up here. (laughs) (laughs) We act and we play hockey and we freeze. Uh, didn't they cast another actor as Wonder Man for an upcoming? I'm guessing. I don't know Disney Plus series or something. I I'd have to look that up. Uh, yeah, they have. I, I don't remember who it is, but they have cast him, uh, and they're doing an entire series on him in Disney Plus. All right, let's take a look. Wonder Man, Marvel Comics, in other media. Uh. uh trying to see if this is who this oh is. it's uh yaya abdul mateen uh the second uh this is the guy from uh candy man and uh the watchman uh tv series and he played uh black manta in aquaman oh okay. Okay. yeah no he's a great actor he's awesome i love what he, I, I love seeing him and stuff so yeah oh i'm looking forward to this now <laughs> 
So, but yeah, so, and there is some, some fun, the fact that uh, Kevin is, he's tranced, he's, in, he's enchanted, basically, so he's acting like he's drugged out of his mind through this whole thing, and they decorate nowhere with Christmas lights, and Quill is just so, he loves it, he's so touched that everyone's all decked out, and they've, they've gone out of their way for him, and then he opens the box and sees that they've kidnapped humans or kidnap Kevin Bacon and, and was alive. It's like, this is human trafficking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love, I love the whole show. When you see Quill, he is just trying to understand how and make sense of everyone around him's misconception of what Christmas is. <laughs> he just has to play off everything or look very confused. Uh, Santa you know, doesn't we, have a flamethrower. <laughs> at the beginning, watching his reactions to the song is great, uh, and then it just you know now all of a sudden he's faced with this huge what he probably sees as a mistake. We brought an actual person from Earth to nowhere as a present. What do I've got to do to make this right? And of course, I mean he has the utmost respect for Kevin Bacon. He's got to get him back to Earth immediately. Uh, but mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's watching him open this present and see Kevin Bay. <laughs> just it, as the box shakes, he's got this look on his face. He knows it's Wait not going to be good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's just like either it's something alive or there's a bomb in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Not good. So he has Mantis on uh, trance him, and of course Bacon is freaking out. I I love that there was Rockin. Rock's like, no one's gonna hurt you. That's a talking raccoon. Don't ever call me that. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he runs off. Uh, they they go get him, and uh, Quill apologizes, and he tells Craglin take him back to Earth. Did anyone catch what the name of uh, their new ship is? The, the, yeah. the Bowie, is that what it was? Yes. Right. Uh, that actually really, uh, I, I don't know how many of you guys know this, but uh, David Bowie was supposed to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, oh no, I didn't know. know that. Yeah, I don't think they ever officially said what it was, but from the rumors I heard, it, he was supposed to be David Hasselhoff's character, basically. Okay. That uh, the idea was that Quill said that David Bowie was his father. And I, I could be wrong, could be wrong, but I think mm -hmm. that's what it was. So I think they, them naming their new ship, the Bowie, in his honor, that was really great touch. I like that. Yeah. And Craigley gets him on the ship and he tells uh, Kevin Bacon about all the stories that Quill told about how his movies inspired him as a kid. And Bacon is just so touched. He gets a phone call from his wife it's like how do i get signal out here <laughs> right <laughs> well you, you kind of have to address that otherwise if, if you don't the audience will yeah you're you're they're going to raise lampshade massive uh, lampshade <laughs> yeah. space technology moving on yes yeah exactly <laughs> we don't have to explain it but it's still funny as hell <laughs> And he is so touched. He does. He calls his wife. Calls and he says, "You know, I'm going to be a little late. I'm going to stay out with some friends." And we get Kevin Bacon performing with the old '97s, and we get everyone exchanging gifts. And Rocket finally gets Bucky's arm as a yes. <laughs> yes. I, want, I, want, I want the story of how she got that arm. Yes. I want that too. I yeah. know. I do too. Right. No kidding. Uh, so you know, uh, Kevin Bacon's really touched, and then. Uh, 
uh, Kraglin takes him back to Earth. And Mantis talks with Quill about how she wanted to really make something special for him because, plot twist, it turns out Mantis is Quill's half-sister. She's Ego's daughter. Uh, they, they, you know, she, they talked in the second movie about how, uh, you know, he, he kept her around because she had a purpose. So I get the idea that, you know, when he was going around looking for his offspring who could help him, they re he realized, you know, she can't do it, but she could still provide use to me. So I'll let her live. Mm -hmm. So, and Quill's just thrilled because now he's got his sister and it That's ends the with the best them. Christmas present ever. Absolutely. Yep. And then it ends with Cosmo and Rocket trying to decorate Groot. And, and, and a tease for a, a second uh, special. So, I got some serious community vibes from this series oh, of this yeah? show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, especially there there at the end where they're decorating Groot. I, I was immediately brought back to Oh Christmas Troy, Oh Christmas Troy. <laughs> Great show. Uh, so yeah, like so, this was a lot of fun. Uh, this was the second. Uh, a TV special that the DC or that the DC, God, I'm screwing up wrong my wrong universe. Wrong yeah. universe. I know. <laughs> I'm sure no one will mention it in the comment section. No one will mention no. it in the comment <laughs> section at all. Well, excuse me because it's a little hard when you're talking about James Gunn because he is now currently the head honcho for the DC film. Right. 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 Yeah, right. That, that's so not going to get anyone any mercy. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm well aware that I've dug my own. I'll grave. just go ahead and get started. I'll, I'll be over there in a second. <laughs> Start making comments right now. <laughs> we are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News and World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career Make an impact as a fact seeker and a truth teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Uh, but uh, this was their second special on Disney Plus. First one being Werewolf by Night, which we got around Halloween, which uh, Andrew um, and I reviewed uh, back uh, before uh, back in October. Plug plug. Thought it was really great. I, I love the idea of these little special one-offs. I think these are really clever, uh, and I really hope Disney Plus keeps doing these. And I love that they're making them holiday-themed. This is a really good idea. Yeah, as long as they're done well, which mm -hmm. I haven't had a chance to watch the Werewolf by Night one, but everyone seems to really, really uh, have liked what that was. This one was very entertaining. So if they can keep up the great output that they're having with these things, yeah, keep, keep it going. All right. Uh, well, let's just go ahead and just go around. Uh, Mr. Spock, do you want to tell us your uh, thoughts on uh, the special and what you what you thought of it? Overall, I generally enjoyed it. It's going to be one that I put on every Christmas. And Werewolf by Night will be one that I put on every Halloween as well. Um, I thought that they were quite well done, enjoyable to watch. Um, I really want to give a shout out to whoever does the CGI for Groot and for Man-Thing in um, Werewolf by Night because the two of them looked pristine like i could not tell whether or not there was a guy in a costume or cgi work and when that's the case you're doing good work so shout out to them 
Yeah, what did you think of uh, Groot's new design? Because this is obviously a different Groot than what we saw in the first Guardian. So this new Groot, he's looking a little, uh, like he's juiced a little bit. He's a little. Yeah, I, believe, I believe everyone's calling him Buff Groot. He is kind of a Buff Groot. I think Swole Groot is better. I'll take that. Swole Groot. <laughs> but yeah, how do you like uh, the new Groot design? I like the new Groot design. That's that's another thing is I, I don't know if it's a guy in a costume or CGI. Whereas like the original Groot, it was just too tall and and skinny to have been a person in a costume. But this one, it could actually be. But everybody seems to think that it's CGI. So I don't I don't honestly know. And I think that that's a good design because of that. Uh, I can't see anything in the Wikipedia say that it was uh, if it was mocap or anything. So... I will tell you, it was voiced by Vin Diesel, right? Well, of course, yeah. Vin Diesel's always voiced uh, Groot. They just sped up the uh, sped it up when he was little Groot, when he was baby Groot. <laughs> um, uh, David, what did you think of the special? Uh, yeah, overall, it was a solid special. It wasn't life changing, amazing, the most wonderful thing I've ever seen, but it was a it was a solid holiday special. You know, the story set up its beats very good it executed it quickly and you know had had the christmas moment at the end uh like i don't know if the actors were were told to sort of act a little hammy at the opening like oh, when they're all sure. talking about christmas yeah like, right. i think, he was I think kinda... that was definitely an element of trying to get this uh you know television special feel at least it did that for me anyway but go ahead yeah Dan, sorry yeah and, and bookending it with the the animated sequence showing yondu in the past it's nice that they keep on bringing yondu back in some way every time right. we get the guardians uh yeah it was it, it was solid the as usual game james gunn is just a master at picking out music for film i oh absolutely. i kind of I wonder like how he has time to make movies because i think he just spends every waking moment of his life listening to music yeah we yeah, talked no about kidding. this when we reviewed peacemakers just how does this human have this encyclopedic knowledge of all this music and he knows it's... exactly what's right for which scene too. yes that's it occurred to me today to I'm going to go on to Spotify tomorrow and just look. Most likely, somebody has either curated or Spotify may have even put together a James Gunn playlist of everything that he has put in movies. Uh, and I'd I'd love to see it because I'm sure there's plenty of songs on there that I have forgotten that were part of some of these great movies. Well, you're in luck because according to the wiki here, there is on Spotify, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the official mixtape. There it is. There this would be is. the point where we'd usually do a plug for Amazon Music. But guess what? We <laughs> don't get that anymore. <laughs> oh, so no money involved, but we'll go ahead and say go check it out if you're on Spotify. Because, yeah, James Gunn has always, always delivered on a killer soundtrack. And, yeah, this one, like I so said, we got The Fountains of Wayne with I Want an Alien for Christmas. We've got Fairy Tale in New York by The Pogues. we got Dead by Xmas by Hanoi Rocks. Christmas Treat by Julian Casablancas. Is This Christmas by The Wombats? Just Like, uh, just like Christmas by Lowe. Uh, Christmas Time by Smashing Pumpkins, Christmas Wrapping by The Waitresses, and Mrs. Claus by Little Jackie. And of course, it's got uh, both covers of I Don't Know What Christmas Is, but Christmas Time is Here, uh, the second one featuring uh, Kevin Bacon on guest vocals. Nice. Why don't nice. we get any of these songs on the radio? Like, I, I, I don't know, think I've ever right? heard any of these before this special. This True. drives me nuts because, okay, 
I love, I think we all love Christmas, but Christmas music drives me insane because, yeah, it's the same 10 songs over and over again. It's like, I don't want to hear another rendition of Rudolph or Frosty. Yeah. You know, I, I actually try to put together a playlist every year of non-traditional Christmas songs. It's like, I want to listen to Christmas music. I do. I want to get into the spirit. I want to enjoy the holiday. But if I hear Mariah Carey one more time, I'm gonna <laughs> blow my damn brains out. Okay, so would you, so if you had to choose one, would you go with Mariah Carey or Wham? I'll easily go with Wham. I, 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 I oh, he was so embarrassed by the question he left. Oh no, he didn't leave. <laughs> Where'd he go? <laughs> I was banned. Oh, you were banned. <laughs> I have control over the buttons now, gentlemen. Oh, no. <laughs> Look out. Oh, well, you're not getting you my heart. David. Well, you're not getting my heart this Christmas. I'll tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> That's okay because the very next day I was going to give it away. Yeah. Oh. See. Yeah. See. Yeah. But no, these are all great songs. If you love non-traditional Christmas music, be sure to check it out. It's a lot of fun. Stand by that the old '97s version of uh, I don't know what Christmas is, but Christmas times here needs to become a regular thing we listen to every december from now on and kevin bacon 100%. kevin bacon is no slouch either uh oh yeah I mean, the bacon brothers i had to look that up i knew he was part of a band but yeah mm -hmm. he's lead vocals in the bacon well i guess his brother is too maybe yep. <laughs> but, i assume uh, his brother would have have some some role in the band yeah yeah kevin bacon lead vocals and michael bacon lead vocals so anyway good stuff Oh, that's really cute. So, because yeah, he he does hold his. I mean, I don't see him as a famous rock star, but he does pretty good along with the yeah. uh, the old ninety sevens. Right. right. I was impressed. So the last thing I want to talk about here uh, is how we think elements of this are going to shape up for Guardians of the Galaxy three because um, we know that uh, now they've bought nowhere. So I think we're going to see that obviously see this as their headquarters. We have Cosmo, the space dog who is now a permanent addition to the team. I freaking love, okay. It's a minor thing, but I'm laughing that they made Cosmo female because, you know, in the comic books, Cosmo was male, but if you know anything about the Russia space program, majority of the, the dogs that they sent up there were female. In fact, the very way. first uh, dog that they ever launched, the one that Cosmo was based off of, was female. So it's like that that actually makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, Laika. Laika, yeah, that's the name. Mm -hmm. So we got that. Um, so how do you guys think uh, any other, do you think it, there's any other elements of this that are going to factor into our fight with the high evolutionary that's coming up mm. next year? That arm's coming into play somehow. <laughs> Uh, I wish I could even give you guys an idea as to what I think is going to happen in Guardians 3. I was not expecting the first Guardians to even succeed. That's how, you know, unknown this team was. And the first movie just absolutely blew my mind at how well it was done. The second one wasn't so bad. I liked the first one better than the second. As we get into the third, though... Uh, Man, I don't know where we're out in Marvel Cosmic here. Mm -hmm. So, do we have it's high evolutionaries coming into play here? That is yep. that is some, yeah, that's some cosmic level stuff. Is 
uh, Warlock supposed to be a part of this as well? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, we mm -hmm. do have uh, Adam Warlock. Uh, okay. What's the name of the actor they got playing him? Will Poulter. Oh. Yeah, he's. I know who you're talking about there. Yeah, uh, uh, High Evolutionary is played by Oh Sweet Merciful God. I don't know if I can pronounce this guy's name. Chuck Woody uh, Uwuji. Uh, he was uh, on Peacemaker. He played the team leader who they later found out was being controlled by one of the aliens. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, it's, it, he was really good in that. So I'm looking forward to seeing him as the High Evolutionary. There'll be a lot of play as, you know, Quill will probably. I'm throwing this out there, but I, I wonder if he'll become like the big protective brother of uh, Mantis in, in some way. You know, I, I could see him like really trying to settle into that role as the big brother. Uh, yeah, I, I plot wise, I, I, what we got out of here, obviously, this was a lighthearted kind of deal. How it's going to factor into the third one. Well, we already know that the big deal, you know, one of the big things is definitely going to be the fact that Mantis is Quill's sister. Uh I'd leave it up to you, you guys, to come up with something else. <laughs> I don't know what else. Would yeah, be. I, I don't think there's too much in here to hint at what the events of Guardians Three. I mean, you know, other than we just have, uh, yeah, they they own nowhere now. Groof's now buff. Cosmo's a member of the team. They got a new ship. That's kind of. It. I mean, it was mostly a self-contained little story, and that that worked. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I, I just I think, thought there yeah. might be a little, a few seeds planted here and there that we thought might pop sure. up in the third movie i love that we see craglin tr still trying to control the damn arrow it's like what's that fin for it controls a flying arrow haven't really gotten the hang of it yet <laughs> yeah he's he's got his arc already plotted out for the the next film yeah <laughs> he's got to get control of it in this next film mm -hmm. right and yeah i am I'm actually with you guys. I am really hoping we see Rocket come out with Bucky's arm. Oh, for sure. Way. I mean, you know yeah, he's going to have that thing connected somehow. Yeah, well, they, they've introduced Lila as, you know, in, in, in the trailer. So I, th so I think I think Rocket's going to uh, be very heavily featured in the in the third film. I Lila, help me out. I, I don't um, think I, 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 I only know this from, like, listening to videos about... Uh, you know, Laura as well here, but uh, okay. Lila is like Lady, Lady Lila. I'm Googling this right now. Mm. She's she's basically like Rocket's girlfriend and she's like the otter. Okay. So okay. I, think, I think so. I think in this one, that's sort of I, I'm I don't know anything about the high evolutionary other than the name, but I assume he might be into genetic engineering with the name Absolutely. Like the high evolutionary. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that Rocket might have been one of his experiments and Lila was there with him too, but he escaped somehow and became you know the rock okay. we all know and love right. and so now now he's going back i guess they're going to go back and get her or something but if you actually look in uh, the first film when everyone's been arrested and they're getting their sort of mug shots taken and they have the lists of associates for all the characters she's listed as one of rocket's associates get out. Just, okay. I, never caught yeah. that. I think it, that, that's probably just an easter egg i don't know if it was planned out that much in advance but uh there you go but i, I think that's going to be the emotional core of the film because certainly every time she shows up in the trailer, I get a little teary-eyed. If you ever play the Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale series, it's got a really good section in there about Rocket and Lila and what they go through together uh, with all the experimentation and stuff. And then with the High Evolutionary, one of the things that's the most important to know about him is that he works alongside Nathaniel Essex a lot. 
who is Mr. Sinister. And if you know anything about that, they're probably setting the high evolutionary up to be some sort of connection to the fact that some these mutants are showing up now. Mutants. Still keep hearing Tom Ellis has been talking with Marvel about a role, and I am so hoping that it's Mr. Sinister. That would be cool. I want to hey, see him here's Sinister so bad. Yeah, it's just like, let's face it, that's the role he was born to play. <laughs> He'd be so good as Nathaniel Essex. All right. So is there, uh, like, I didn't think there was going to be a lot to talk about with this special. We all really enjoyed it. We highly recommend it if you're a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy or if you're looking for a fun holiday special uh, to watch with your family. If you're just, like I said, just not willing to watch A Christmas Story again for the umpteenth time. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's PG, I would say. Like, I think there's only like one line of objectionable dialogue, and that was Nebula. By the way, points points to Nebula for being a bit Grinchish in this. Like she's just like, ah, oh, I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, but it's not cliche Grinchish. I mean, she says no, she, she's not, she's... We, we don't have time to celebrate because we're still working on getting nowhere livable. So yeah, yeah, it's not like she's like conspiring in the background to ruin Christmas for, to keep efficiency up or something like that. She's just kind of like, oh, whatever. I have to put up with this. Except for when she was hunting down Kevin Bacon. That was a... Hands get away from me, Bacon! Yeah, she, was, yeah. she was down for that. She, she nailed that line. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, but yeah, this is a really great special. We all highly uh, recommend you check it out. It's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, so, obviously not going to do uh, you know money or reviews or anything like that. So, why don't we go ahead and jump into plugs? Sounds good. All right. Uh, David, you want to go first? Uh, don't really have too much to plug here. I mean, I'm on the Avatar 2 review next week, and that's about it for God me this year. God save your soul. Eh, I like the original one. but Okay, you know, God that's save okay. your bladder. That movie is stupidly yes. long. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I assume that in the review I'm going to mention something about if you're going to make a movie over three hours, put an intermission in, damn it. Yeah. But thankfully, I, book, I booked my seats, and I am in a row near the exit, so... Uh, so I'll be able to quickly do a do a run. If, if, if did I you hear to. what James Cameron said about the movie length? No, I did not. Please. He said Please. that if people need to take a bathroom break, he said, "Go ahead, then they'll pay and go see the movie a second time." Oh, dude, sounds about I mean, right. Sounds like there's still a bit of douchiness left in him. He's, he's not a very good Canadian. Some, he's been saying some very douchey things lately about his movies and about other movies, and it's. I keep reading all these articles about how he talks about how the mocap work is like, this is going to blow, you know, uh, Endgame out of the water. And ours is like nothing that's ever been done and everything. And I'm just like, okay, does your back hurt from carrying your own ego around? <laughs> your head fit into doors when you walk yeah, through? Yeah. So sounds like he needs to do another uh, documentary about diving to shipwrecks where he's like on a ship of researchers who don't give a shit about who he is. <laughs> And it's like, oh crap! I'm actually going to have to learn how to work with people. <laughs> and all right, uh, Jesse, what do we got coming up with you here uh, on the network? Ooh. Oh my goodness! Uh, I, I popped up the schedule here, so I got a uh, feed of podcasts called the oh, it's called the Source Material Comics feed. I almost called it something different. The Source Material Comics feed. Uh, look, go find it. Subscribe. You can hear. Uh, a couple shows, the Source Material Comics podcast, where it's usually me and some other guests getting together, talking about some type of uh, comic book run. 
uh, recently. Last time we did a source material, I think, was, oh, it aired a couple, actually last month, um, where I did a solo, like, half-hour thing about the Garbage Pail Kids Origins series that came out in 2022. Just did the first issue. It's about a little bit more than half hour long. And if you, you want to talk about Garbage Pail you openly talked about the Garbage Pail Kids. <laughs> garbage Pail Kids. Listen, Garbage Pail Kids and a imagine taking them and giving them like a superhero background. All right. Yeah, that was done very well. Written by Adam F. Goldberg of the Goldberg. So, um, wow. yeah, check it out. I mean, I, listen, I had a good time reading it. And I'm actually going to check out the next issue because that's. That's how interesting it was to me. Uh, I also talk 90s comics on the Unspoken Issues podcast. Uh, me, Dean Compton, Derry Waite, Chris Armstrong, Evan Bevins, we usually get together. We're talking some type of comic book that happened in the 90s. And just yesterday dropped our discussion of Living Assault Weapons and Justice League Quarterly number 14. And what makes those significant is that is when the Charlton Heroes went on a couple adventures. Uh, Blue Beetle. The question, a uh, few others in there, Nightshade. They all got together, and uh, yeah, they uh, they fought some baddies in that one. So uh, check that out. We, we spent about, I think, close to an hour and a half, two hours talking about that series, and we had a good time. So listen, that's all I have for, for right now. Unless you want to check me out talking The Wire later this uh, month, I think me and Mark Rattle that you're going to get together and finish, finish out the fifth season of The Wire. Whew, boy, is that depressing. All right, that's it. I was going to say, we need to get back to hosting Tripped Up Trivia. We've taken Agreed. a couple of months off, so maybe next month we can finally get the show back on the road. I'd love to. I would love to do that. I'm ready. Yeah. We can maybe do a little video, too, you know, maybe yeah. work that in there. I'm liking it. Yeah. What would January's, uh, what would the theme be for the game? <laughs> Put me on the spot. I have no idea. I'm asking <laughs> all of our guests here. It's like, if we do host, it. okay, so. Come up with something. Yeah, it's like. We usually try to do to time it to events that are going on in pop culture. Uh, obviously, if we do December, it's Christmas Eve. We do uh, October, it's horror themed. Uh, November has always been Disney themed because we try to time it in with the Disney releases. So I think last January we did video games to tie in to uh, the release of Uncharted. How about how about bad movies? Because January, there's like no good movie releases. Bad movies. Yeah. January is the graveyard of uh, bad movies. There's no question. Yeah, so so That'd be all, all you Misties can have some fun. So does every movie have to be like released in January? Or No, no, no. It's just in it general. Like, just like bad movies. Like so bad okay. it's good. All right. All right. Duly noted. Could yeah. be fun. Any other suggestions? We're, we're, we're open for them for sure. Uh, the only thing I could think of is January is Royal Rumble, so WWE. Oh, look out. We did a wrestling show at one point. Alexa said, I'll see you later. Like, <laughs> I don't know enough about wrestling to contribute on that one. <laughs> Who took over that, my spot on that one? Was it Mark? Mark's wife. Yeah, yeah was, Mark's wife, right. right. She she uh, was scorekeeper there. Boy, was that was that was crazy one, too, because I had – four guys on there that were really really i mean like knowledgeable about wrestling and you yeah, know what, what's the name of the this network again yeah hmm. something I something to the w, max w what does w stand for again? what does w stand for yeah <laughs> uh yeah that was a, that was a crazy show yeah okay all right i'll keep that in mind as well 
yeah, we'll have to get something together. I'd really like to use the video somehow, some way, if we can do it. Just got to get good at it. All right. Uh, Mr. Swock, you want to tell us where we can find you? Yeah, I'm pretty easy. I'm just on TikTok and YouTube but as Vincent Van Spock. So you still doing the uh, Star Wars affirmations? I sure am. Did uh, one today, one yesterday. I've, I've managed to do it every single day for the past two weeks. It's been pretty good. I'm gaining a nice little following of about 750 people right now, which is most I've ever gotten on any platform. So nice. quite happy. Very nice. What, what is that again? Star Wars affirmations? Yeah, it's uh, this little deck of cards right here. Star Wars affirmation cards. I'll just pull one out randomly. Yeah. Oh, um, go. Got activity, guidance, inspiration, and affirmation. And so like affirmation, I am fearless. Even in the odds of, uh, even in the face of insurmountable odds, I never back down. My strength of spirit will see me through the toughest challenges. Okay. So I'll read all four of those in a day, do the activity, and I post it all on TikTok and it goes really well. Oh, very That's good. Great. Pretty cool. It has helped me get through some really tough times lately. Well, that's, that's good. That's important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you're getting such a following off of that. That's great, man. You got more followers than my company does. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah, speaking of my company, uh, when I'm not selling my soul for Mark Rattledge, uh, Honeysuckle Rose Creations, where fashion meets fandom at the intersection of geek and chic. We're almost at the deadline. If you want to uh, get something shipped to you before the holidays, make sure you go ahead and head over to our Etsy or Handmade at Amazon shops. And of course, remember that until Christmas Eve on midnight, we are still doing our charity drive and that every order placed from either shop, we will donate $5 to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. You can always find us on Facebook. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and underdress Twitter. Again, that's Honeysuckle Rose Creations, the intersection of geek and chic. So for Mr. Spock, for Taserface, for David, I'm Alexa saying be well, behave, be safe. That was the wrong button. <laughs>